Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the lateness, but nonetheless, we have a great show on for tonight. Kanye West makes yet another rant. Um, Patricia Arquette makes some startling headlines. And also, we have more and more fallout from the Oscars and a whole lot more. Our special guest will be Isis Alexa. She will be coming in later on tonight. But for now, my cool cats are cool kittens. Welcome to the cool. to the show you're now tuned into cfre 91.9 fm it's your man dm cool and you're now tuned into the one and only the coolest show on the network that you guys already know what it is we're talking about cool radio so with that being said let's let the people know oh you didn't know your ass better call somebody Ask better call somebody indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live on the airwaves of CFRE 91.9 FM and live on the World Wide Web at eradio.com. You already know how we do. Um, later on in the show, we have the lovely slash suck time that we uh, let that dish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Indeed, indeed, it is time to let that dish breathe because... We haven't been here in a, in a week. You know, last week it was locked down because of uh, reading week for all the students at UTM. I'm not hating, you know, get your education on. Of course, rightfully so. Get the degree, get the papers and all that good stuff. Uh, Shouts to all my Africans who are studying university right now. I already know how that struggle is. Um, but nonetheless, um, I have some stuff to talk about. And first thing I want to talk about is the fact that, you know, because I have a week off, I took the time to catch up on a TV show that a lot of people have been hitting me up about. Saying that I should have been watching from the jump, and you know, thankfully, I gave myself a, a little date to have a marathon or what have you. I watched Empire, and there was a lot of mixed reviews about it. You know, some people are saying it's really good, some people are saying it's really bad. Me personally, I kind of like it. It kind of feels like a continuation from Hustle and Flow, and I don't know if it's, it's because you know of Terrence Howard and Tragedy P. Henson as uh, lead characters from that movie, and they just happen to be in this in this show. But nonetheless, I liked it. It had nothing to do with Hustle and Flow. Um, there's a lot of dramatic elements that play into the show. I mean, the fact that you have a family who's basically living off of a gold mine, which is the record label called Empire Records, rightfully so. And a lot of the family members within that business are very cutthroat. You have like the eldest son who wants to take control of the company when his father's dead, basically. You have the middle son who's pretty much the most normal one out of all of them, except for the fact that He's kind of in the closet about his homosexuality, and he's afraid to come out with it. But other than that, he's a pretty normal guy. And then you have the youngest son who's kind of like somewhat of like a Big Sean slash Tiger ripoff, basically, who talks about like bitches and hoes, you know, the, the young, immature type, which I'm not mad at because you kind of need to have all those variables in one show, basically. And then you have the head of the family, the father, who's been building legacy from the jump. You know, he was a rapper on that label, and then now he's the head of that label. So it's almost like a Jay-Z, Rockefeller type of story, almost. Uh, and the way they bring in all of the elements together, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. It's about three episodes left in the season. I hope they do renew it for a second season. If they don't, 
Fox is out of their minds and they're going to let it go into the hands of a crap network like BET and turn it into absolute BS. I mean, look no further than the game. All right? I actually used to love that show. And then they turned it into a bootleg version of uh, Love and Hip Hop on VH1. So those networks are the devil. BET, which is black evil television, and VH1, which means um, very horrendous bullshit. All right? They, they could just add the BS in after that as well, too. So I hope the guy, they don't go to those networks. Uh, on a side note, before we go to our next commercial break, um, there's been this story that's been brewing for the last week or so that the education or the sorry, the school board of Ontario wants to implement uh, sexual education throughout the entirety of elementary school. And me thinking, okay, they're probably going to introduce a few things here and there, but I didn't really read into the severity of it until I saw like the actual spread of what they're going to be teaching grade by grade. One of them that I remember seeing was the fact that they're going to teach about homosexuality in the third grade. Now, mind you, we do want to be, you know, respectful of like other people's like sexual orientations. But as young and malleable children, I think we should kind of hold back on certain topics until they are mature of age and of mentality. And then they can see for themselves what should be taught in class and how they want to absorb that information. I mean, one of the things I saw, I think in second grade, they're going to be learning about, you know, the male and female anatomy. And I don't think that's something that should be taught that early. I mean, they can kind of experience their own bodies for themselves and kind of get like their own, you know, mentality of what they have on, on their, you know, inner and outer selves. But to have an actual teacher curate this and say, hey, Tommy, this is the penis. I mean, I don't know how comfortable, ch- uh, not children, but rather their parents would feel about their teacher's teaching about that type of stuff. I think we need to wait and just not have them grow up too fast because we already have a problem with, you know, hyperactive teenagers growing up way too fast. You know, people doing all sorts of, you know, I don't want to say ungodly things, but doing all sorts of things that they shouldn't be doing at a certain age. So I think this is just worsening it because now they're being aware of this stuff. And I think that's just going to take away the innocence of their childhood. And, And I don't think it's up to the teachers to be doing that. So, I apologize for being late on that and for being late on the show, but nonetheless, we here, we here, and uh, we're about to get real funky up in here because coming up after the commercial break, we have the multi-talented all-around entertainment, as I like to call her, the lovely and talented Isis Alexis. But we got to get to a commercial break, and as we get to the commercial break, I think we should uh, play some good, enjoyable tunes for you guys, as I like to do, because I am a man of the people. I am the people, and I like to serve the people, as I like to do on a regular basis. So on that note, we're about to play this one track by my man coming out of Saga City. He goes by the name of Audric Rose, and this track is called Time Flies, and time does fly when you're having fun. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. You're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. So, as promised, we have our guest in for tonight. Once again, like I've been saying at the top of the hour, she is a recording artist. She is an actress. She is a model. She is pretty much one of the most hardest working people in the GTA, and she's about to make her brand known throughout the entire world as we know it. Mark my words, people. You already hear first on Cool Radio because we all are about the exclusives. And she come in rocking the cool-ass mohawk looking like Storm of the (laughs) X-Men. Got to give you props for that one. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the one and only the lovely and talented 
Isis Alexis. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I love the support. Oh, you know, you already know. I support my people. You already know how I do. So we have a lot to discuss on tonight's episode, but let's get into, you know, the uh, the basics, shall we? So you are a recording artist. You are uh, you're pretty much you're pretty much everything rolled into one. So I got to ask you, which one came first? Came first, came first. Technically, I was a model first. Okay. Um, back when I was a little kid living in Austria. Yeah. Um, I was featured on a bunch of magazines there. Okay. So technically, modeling came first. Okay, okay. Um, acting came second when I came back to Toronto. Um, I was born here initially. Mm-hmm. Went to Austria, came back. Um, when I was a kid, I did a lot of childhood acting. Okay. Stopped that for school, and now I'm rapping. All right, that's <laughs> what's up. Now, Austria. Um, is one of your parents of Austrian descent? Ooh, no, I am an Austrian citizen. Okay. Um, I'm also a Canadian citizen. Okay. But both my parents are mixed with like a bunch of things. Not, okay. Not Austrian, German. Okay. Not Austrian. Okay. So basically, we have like a We Are the World coalition going on, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Now, what made you, uh, you know, be passionate about modeling? Um, you know what? I, I wouldn't say I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's lots of different types of modeling mm-hmm. um but it's just something i like to do on the side i like to capture myself certain images mm-hmm. it's just what i like to do mm-hmm. i wouldn't say i'm crazy passionate about it though mm-hmm. well you've you've been at it since like the jump though like i'm sure yeah. you've done like, stuff as, probably like, even dog, before right? i even had a choice yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so basically your parents are giving you that george jackson treatment yeah. <laughs> you're gonna oh. model you're gonna make us some money <laughs> yeah no no I'm, I'm happy to i enjoy it i enjoy it that's the stuff like, you see, Dad? I, I told you I enjoyed it, right? I said it right in the air. <laughs> now, let's get into, get into the music. So mm-hmm. how did you uh, get into the music? Oh, I guess ever since I really had a voice, I always enjoyed poetry. Yes. Um, and I guess when I really decided to make it a career, because that's what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago when I was listening to the music you know, that they were playing a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. it's not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's be not honest. great. And we deserve, <laughs> we deserve better. Cough, and, cough, future and I cough. Can, oh, that you said that, but <laughs> yeah, I'm um, right, I did. <laughs> we deserve better, and I can do better than a lot of what we are being forced to listen to on the radio. Okay, so you know, I'm gonna give that to the people. Absolutely. And, and what would you say uh, your style of music is? Um, top forty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, I really like creating my own style. I like dubstep. I like heavy bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I like wobble bass. Okay. Um. Lyrically, you're not going to hear my full potential right from the start because mm-hmm. that's not what people want to hear. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So basically, you bring the, you you're able to bring the party element, but if you really want, you know, to dive deep down into like the psyche of someone and just kind of connected on that level, mm-hmm. you also have those types of records as well, too. Yes, sir. All right. That's <laughs> what's up. So it's pretty much like the the hidden the hidden trump card, so to speak. Yeah. All right. But you said that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. So. Um, you are talented in so many different fields of the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you find the time to, you know, place yourself in different placements, uh, depending on what you're doing? As in? As in, so like, let's say, you know, you have an audition for, mm-hmm. for you know, a modeling gig here, and then you have to hit the studio, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- two hours after that's done. Like, how do you, how do you organize that? You prioritize. You prioritize, okay. and sometimes, you know, you sacrifice and you don't sleep, but... Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Put food on your plate and build a foundation afterwards. That's right. Um, but creativity does come easy to me. Yes. So when I am writing a song, I feel like it happens pretty quick. It's just a matter of, you know, rehearsing the verse mm-hmm. and then finding time to go back to the studio. Absolutely. And record it. Now, because you're 
uh, multi-talented in so many different fields. I feel like there are a lot of other artists who like to explore their talents in like different mm-hmm. uh, fields as well, too. And I feel like that's becoming more of a trend nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in your opinion, why do you think that is? Um, I think when people are creative, they need to find more than just one outlet to kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. To express their to passion. To express their passion. Yeah. So that and money. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not be getting enough money from the record label. If it's music, they might want to get into mm-hmm. creating perfumes. Exactly. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. You know. Open a clothing line exactly, or something to that extent. Exa- yeah, exactly. So let me, let me ask you something, actually, uh, which kind of leads to my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people get into these fields, whether it's one field or multiple fields. Some people do it for the money. Mm-hmm. Some people do it for the love of it, just the, the artistic integrity, so to speak. Other people are able to kind of combine it into both. Uh, where do you fit yourself in that spectrum? I'm not sure I've been around long enough to know that. Okay. Um, but right now, I really just want to focus on my music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if other opportunities come knocking, I'm going to answer the door and do other things as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to try to put my foot into every single pool mm-hmm. right right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. You just want to, like, master one and then master the other one after. Yeah, I mean, not, not to be, you know, full of myself or anything like it, that, but modeling kind of just came because of the way I look. Yeah. But there is more to me than the way I look. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really want to do music. Okay. Uh, let's go to the modeling thing for a second. Yeah. Um, What's the biggest misconception you've heard about the modeling industry and something that you want to, like, correct? Hmm, that's difficult because, again, modeling is so vague. There's there's glamour modeling. There's runway. Yeah. There's hand modeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think maybe a misconception is, you know, um, all models are bone thin. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, modeling has so many different niches. Mm-hmm. Anyone can basically be a model. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to model for Canadian Tire, you yeah. have to have a certain look. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the, I guess, misconceptions that mm-hmm. and do you I'd feel like to that, squash. Yeah. <laughs> and do you feel that, and like you just said, actually, like anyone can be a model. Do you mm-hmm. feel like because of like social media platforms, like maybe like Instagram, for example, mm-hmm. that someone could just, you know, take a selfie and do like this, that, oh, gosh, no. automatically uh, a model? Like, like, no. how do you, like how do you feel like when I'm, someone has that uh, perception in their head that they can just – be like selfie and then they're modeling. How do you feel about that? Uh, no, um, Insta- <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no <laughs> Instagram models. Yeah, no, I I don't. Even, are those considered models? <laughs> you, 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 with, with with how social media is nowadays, because it's so, such a booming industry, mm-hmm. at people there are people out there who feel like they can do anything based on uh, perception. So mm-hmm. if, if someone sees that this person has like five thousand likes and it's all because of their selfies, mm-hmm. they're gonna be thinking, oh, they're a model, or someone has like a really bad like rap record but it's so catchy that people are going to think oh this guy probably flies from Australia <laughs> to London and all that yeah so like my thing is I feel like well and it's ironic of me saying this that media constructs reality so mm-hmm. basically whatever we see out in the public we're going to take that for face value and say oh this person's probably a big shot because they have a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of likes mm-hmm. so in regards to modeling you know coming back to that mm-hmm. you know when someone just does like the selfie or whatever and then they get like 800 likes off it, like, how does that make you feel seeing how you've been modeling ever since, even <laughs> way before Instagram was even a thing? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> it's almost like video, radio kill, video killed the radio star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, good for them if they're getting a bunch of likes on them. If yeah. they're getting business from it, I guess it could be considered modeling. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, 
modeling has a certain purpose. It's usually mm -hmm. to sell a product or to sell the person themselves. Yeah. And if they're doing that, good for them. Yes. I'm not going to bash it. Yes. Um, I just don't think it's modeling. Fair enough. Modeling. Fair enough. Modeling. And, and I agree. <laughs> I don't really think it's modeling either. I think it's just, you know. You have an agent. He books you. You do the gig. You yeah. get money. Like, that's that's modeling. Exactly. Like, there's a, there's a form that follows function with that. Yeah. Um, so, and going back to the modeling just for a second as well, mm -hmm. too, like, like you said off the bat, like you have like a very distinctive look actually. Mm -hmm. So like what kind of gigs do you get based on the type of look that so-and-so was looking for? I do glamour modeling. Yeah. So back when I was younger, before I filled out, I did runway and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the figure for runway because you're supposed to look like a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> um, Say it. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's just to, you know, show the clothes, not the body. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do glamour, glamour modeling. So... Mm -hmm. Like maybe calendar stuff, cars, mm -hmm. um, video, some music videos for other people, yeah, stuff like that. Okay, that's yeah. what's up. Um, so you know, with all these fields that that you're you know pretty much like on your way to success with, mm -hmm. um, there's been so many triple threat entertainers like Jamie Fox or mm -hmm. Beyonce, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, my personal favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do you see yourself in that upper echelon? You know, like five, ten years down the line. Where do I see myself? Yeah. I just see myself on top, but I'm not going to compare myself to anyone. Mm -hmm. But you know, those are some big names you... Yeah, <laughs> just to name a few. You know, I wasn't yeah. trying to pin you to them, but like, mm -hmm. just some of the ones that I kind of noticed that have been around for a long time and they've been like active as A, B, and C, for example. Yeah. So at the top. At the top. No comparisons. Exactly. Just ISIS. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I like to hear. <laughs> ISIS, we're going to talk a lot more about you know your future endeavors as well. But before we do that, we got to play some games here, because over here at Cool Radio, we like to play some games, uh -oh. get the crowd into it, the people <laughs> listening at home and everything. So uh, let's uh, get started. So we have two games, all right? All right. So we have one personalized game for depending on which guest is in the house, and also we have a, uh, a specialized game that everyone plays. So we'll play the personalized one first. So this one I like to personally called, I like to personally called Cold as Isis. All Ooh, right. I like it. All right. So. <laughs> I was reading on your Twitter profile that you are from Planet Vegeta. I am. Which means one <laughs> thing and one thing only. You have the inner nerd. Oh, and gosh. I can appreciate that because I am the inner nerd myself. I like, to, I like to congregate with my inner nerds every now and again. Trust right, me, right. the force is strong in this one. Um, so you got to tell me which between these two you like better. And I have about three or four of them in my head right now. Okay. Um, the Avengers or the Justice League? Avengers. Okay, yeah. okay, we're off to a good start. Okay. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Ooh, Mortal Kombat. Ooh. No, I like the... Finish. Go, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, like the, I like the sound effects. Oh, okay, okay. I like the sound and effects. Finish him. Finish him. That, that sells it for me. It, it does, it does. <laughs> I can't front. Like, I, I grew up on Street Fighter first, mm -hmm. and then I got pulled to the dark side with Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, like, the fatalities got a little too much. <laughs> so I'm just like, yo, I'm going to stick to the anime, stick to Street Fighter, right, my right. fireballs, my Hadoukens. I'm cool with I that. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Let's go to some uh, real life, but not so real life. The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin? The Rock. Yes! If the there's rock. some milk. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. And final one, and this one's going to be easy for you. Goku or Vegeta? Ooh, no, it's not easy. Really? It's not. Really? Please yeah. explain why it's not easy. Because Goku... Wait, I've never thought of it like that before. For, for the entertainment yes. value, I would say Vegeta. Yes. For the person himself, yes. it has to be Goku. Fair enough. I'm not <laughs> mad at that. See, I have problems with both of them. I hate Vegeta because he's such a 
cocky bastard and he feels like he's better than Goku mm-hmm. even though Goku is literally always clearly, one step ahead of him like while Vegeta was struggling <laughs> to get to Super Saiyan 1 he was like hey buddy I'm on Super Saiyan 2 <laughs> what are you doing I'm chilling over here with Kami like mm-hmm. you need to you know take it a level or two mm-hmm. and anyway, Goku he's just too naive sometimes. he's too naive he frustrates me yes. he's too nice he takes too many episodes being nice right <laughs> he takes too many episodes gathering up a damn spirit that ball and on the next episode <laughs> Goku's still gathering it up right now he's always got it people he's always got it yeah my favorite personally is trunks because he's like the perfect mixture. future trunks yes future, future trunks. trunks yes yes to be exact because yeah. like regular time trunks is such a little twat i can't handle yeah, him no. he's future as annoying trunks. as his mother and as cocky as his father but future trunks he's humble but when it comes to the bad guys he does not give a damn yes i love it anyways we could go on and on about this yeah. but let's go <laughs> to the next game this next game right here this one is a mainstay on the network as i alluded to earlier and everybody plays this game so uh it's time that we play the game that I affectionately like to call, I'd quit the game. So with that being said, I think it's time to drop it right about now. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right. Now, <laughs> in an alternate universe, on Plant Vegeta, for example. Okay. <laughs> you are living the bachelorette's life. So you're living life, you're living single, you're wheeling, dealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. But there comes a point in, every, in everyone's life where they've got to quit the game. They've got to sell it down. Has some kids, you know, with the white picket fence and the tire swing, mm-hmm. apple pie cooling on the windowsill, all that good stuff. So, if you had quit the game for one of these two gentlemen, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Justin Timberlake, or would you quit the game for Robin Thicke? You're gonna, you're gonna get me in trouble here. Um, <laughs> oh, decisions, decisions. I think Justin Timberlake. Aesthetically, he's he's prettier. Okay, okay. Um, he's a great entertainer, but for me, I think he's like a little bit. Oh my god, I'm gonna say boring. Boring. Okay. I don't know. Maybe the stuff that he would be inter- interested in wouldn't interest me. Okay. Robin Thicke. Yeah. Is devoted to his wife. Did you hear about that? What do you mean he, he's devoted to his wife? He cheated on her or something, but yeah, he's doing everything he can to get her back. Okay, but and, like, and that's what I like to see. So, but he, well, we all know he ain't getting that woman back though. Like, oh, once you but, date Paul, once you dump Paula Patton, you listen. I was mad about that. I yeah. had to give him the wanks of the week for that twice. Mm-hmm. Like Paula Patton is like my top two. Like it's arguable between her and Alicia Keys. So oh. like for me, for me, mm-hmm. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's gonna be for there for that woman, it's gonna be me. Mm-hmm. So Robin Thicke can kick rocks. <laughs> but I would settle down for either one of those guys. Really? Yes. They're just not my type. If you had to choose the lesser of two evils. Maybe I'd go with Justin. Wise answer. Very wise answer. Okay. Because I hate Robin Thicke for okay. what he did to Paula. I like his music, but he's... He's, he's so sorry, though. No, he's, he's not. He's so sorry. No, his album sales are sorry. Okay? <laughs> oh, his album sales ouch. are sorry. How do you go from selling the number one single in the country to having another single that Billy Guy even mentioned? I even know it came out when it came out. <laughs> My water ball had more hits than that. I'm telling oh. you that right now. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, we still have Isis Alexis in the building. And when we come back from commercial break, we are going to have trick talk. All right, so three topics of three minutes. You already know how it goes. This will be the overtime edition of Cool Radio. But before we go to commercial break, you have a single that you're going to share with us today. I am. And that single is called? Wobble Bass. There we go. And we're about to get to some wobble bass right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRV 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. You're now tuned into 
Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. I still got my homegirl, Isis Alexis, in the building. Hey. You already know what it is. And you guys already know what time it is. It is time for Trip Talk. That's right, people. Three topics in three minutes. We'll try to zoom through as much as we can. But these ones are a heavy dosage of, uh, as I like to call, controversy. So, with that being said, let's start off with something light, okay? And speaking of lights, um, the... Uh, the light skin war rages on between Chris Brown and Drake as they are in a uh, a war of words lately throughout the past week. Now, it started off with Tyga, another former light skin member, and, <laughs> and Chris Brown at Hot 97. And basically, uh, they were talking about uh, Drake. And they're, and Tyga just kind of went the political, politically correct route and says, oh, you know, I don't really mess with dude like that, yada, yada, yada. Chris Brown elected to say something of the same magnitude. But then on, I think it was The Breakfast Club, he went on to say, oh, who's uh, Rihanna going to end up dating after me? Some light-skinned guy who sings and raps? So obviously, we know he's talking about Drake. And that came on the heels of uh, her dating Leonardo DiCaprio. And of course, there's no way to go where, you know, but up from there. But anyways, Drake retorted. Uh, by changing a line in one of his songs, I believe it was the song "Energy," in which he said, "I got, I gotta act like I like R&B, certain R and B guys, or something to that extent." So, um, my thing about this beef, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, is that it's absolutely pointless because really these guys are bickering over a girl that neither one of them is dating anymore. So why still go on like little cactus in like Rexdale talking about? Yo, I'm better, I'm better. No, like, you guys deaded it last year. Just keep it at that. Isis, what's your take on this? <laughs> it, it must be for publicity. I'm, I'm just laughing right now. You pretty much, you said it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like, it, I mean, publicity, sure, you can't chalk, chalk it up to that, but Drake just came out with, with a surprise album, and Chris Brown actually just came out with an album as well, too. So it's like, they're big enough stars that they don't have to do this. Like, this is so petty mm-hmm. in high school. Like, it, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I've been known to be the biggest Rihanna hater, and I'm going to say it right now. She's known to fight over. Like, if the next man said, yo, I'm dating Rihanna, but hey, good night and good luck. Like, best of luck to you. Make sure she doesn't put voodoo in your, in your potion or whatever. Like, I, I don't want no part in that. Like, that's a mess waiting to happen. So, th- those guys are better off bickering with each other. But honestly, I, I still think it's pointless. Like, they're both successful. Keep it at that. Count your money. You guys are going through your own issues. Drake, you're trying to get out of your deal cash money. Chris Brown, you're trying to get out of your probation. Like, you guys have bigger things to worry about. But, hey, that's none of my business. I'm just saying. But let's move on, shall we? Um, so later on, actually, there was some more stuff happening within the news of uh, entertainment. And this came by way of the Oscars. Now, Common and John Legend uh, performed their song, uh, glory for the uh, movie Selma, and they won an Oscar for Best Original Song for a movie. Afterwards, um, they went on stage to say their thank yous and what have you, and then John Legend made a very enlightening statement. Well, not enlightening, yes, uh, in a negative way, if you, if you want to take it as that. But he basically said that there are more black men incarcerated in prison than there were black slaves in 1850. Now, Mind you, we're Canadian and everything, but nonetheless, the, the, the historical context of slavery still runs deep into today, even in Canada. And we hear a statement like that. It's like, have we really come far or are we regressing? I mean, Isis, when you hear a statement like that, like what, like, what comes to your mind? Oh, the race thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's complicated. Yes. I'm at the point where I don't even like to divide people by race. Yes. So the fact that he even said, oh, there's this many black people incarcerated, blah, blah, blah. Why are we counting race still? Mm-hmm. Why is there still that segregation? I think that's where we haven't come very far. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I totally agree 100% as well, too. But I feel like because there's so many instances of racism that still continue to this day, I feel like it's still a nagging issue. It may not be as overt as it was, let's say, in like 1960s where people were getting hosed down by Mm-hmm. police officers for voting, but nonetheless, it still exists systemically, like within the workforce, people judging you and not giving you a job based on the, the ethnic background of your name, for example, uh, just so many things in between, which is why I still think it's an issue, mm-hmm. but to hear a statement like that, it's just, it's really disheartening. Yeah, no, th- we just need to work on ourselves. We do. Because there's also a similar quote where there's more, um, you know, black people murdered by black people than there exactly. ever were by KKK in, like, I'm not sure if this is correct, maybe like a couple months. Yeah. We kill more of ourselves in a couple months than mm-hmm. the KK has killed in their whole forever. In, in their entire like <laughs> yeah, history exactly. or career, whatever you uh, want to call it. No, yeah. it's very disturbing. I, I agree, man. So I just feel like people, we do need to work on ourselves. And I think even Kendrick Lamar touched on that mm-hmm. s- subtly in his new song, The Black of the Berries. So again, it's another you know food for thought moment, so to speak. Uh, another thing that happened in the news this week, Kanye West. Now, this guy is no stranger to ranting on stage for whether he wins an award or loses an award. And the funny <laughs> thing is, when he wins an award, he has very little to say. I figured that would be the best time to say as much as you can say as possible. <laughs> but anyways, once again, that's none of my business. <laughs> now, anyways, he went on stage to accept the, accept the Visionary Award. Uh, for his uh, line of sneakers that he has with Adidas. So, so I guess that makes you a visionary now. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, so he went on to have yet another speech, but he w- dived more deeply into um, interracial dating in particular. And uh, he went on to say that certain things such as, you know, why we're still divided by race. Why can't we, why can't we just be the human race? You know, so basically kind of alluding to what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, and then he talked about a story that Kim Kardashian's father went through when he was defending O.J. Simpson. And basically he had a he had someone spray N-word lover on his car basically because he was defending O.J. in the case. Um, so, you know, for me, when I hear Kanye make a speech like that and talk about why we're all segregated. Um, yes, I do agree um, that we still are segregated nonetheless. I just feel like when it comes to Kanye, I don't know whether to be gung-ho with him, be on his side, because you never know when he's going to say something stupid like Beck doesn't deserve album of the year or something like that, right? So, Isis, when it comes to Kanye, like, like what's your take on this? K- Kanye, first of all, a lot of people agree with what you're saying. He says crazy, crazy stuff. A lot of the time, I feel like I know what he's thinking. It's just coming out wrong. Yes, exactly. I, 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 and exactly I agree with a lot of his, what I can only suspect are his thoughts. So... And, and I really like the speech, actually, yeah. that he gave. Because that's how I see people, like I just mentioned, mm-hmm. ho- homo sapiens. Mm-hmm. There's no subcategory where, you know, you're black or you're white. That's just, it's silly. Exactly. I mean, there is culture, but that's different. Mm-hmm. Culture is not race. Yeah. Um, thank I, you. Thank you for saying that, by the way, because pe- <laughs> that's the biggest misconception of life. But anyways, continue on. Yeah. It, no. So, yeah, I, I, like what he, I like what he said. And I, I like what he says a lot of the time. I just think he says it maybe slightly wrong. He, 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 everything, everything he says, I feel, is just wrong, man. Just but he—it's he, not what's in his head. I think there's more going on in his head that actually communicates. Yeah, it's like that word. it's like 
one gear isn't shifting with the other gear, basically. And then mm-hmm. everything just kind of, like, just falls out of place afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, you know what? I, I'm not ready to, to fully trust Kanye just yet. Because <laughs> he's my guy ever since high school. And just ever since, uh, no disrespect, but I feel like ever since his mom died, I feel like a piece of his psyche has just been lost. And that's understandable. It's, it's very understandable. But at the same time, it's just like some of the things that he says or, or his actions, I just don't agree with, man. I mean... Even his latest stint at the Grammys, just bum rushing the stage, and not even bum rushing the stage, but after when he made all those statements about how Beyonce should have won, and, and and saying they should respect artistry, but you just put down an other artist by was, bringing was, one up. Was this the way back in the day thing with? The, no, this was oh, actually a couple weeks ago oh, okay. after the Grammys. Actually, oh, okay, you did so, it again. Yeah, so yeah. Long story <laughs> short, uh, Beyonce won. Or sorry, no, Beck, an artist named Beck won mm-hmm. album of the year. No one had really heard the album. Very few people heard Beck, including myself. Mm-hmm. And then Kanye went to some after party interview and said. Oh, um, Beyonce should have won. You know, the Grammys needs to respect us more. We're we're fi- we're not fit to play with them no more. He said like the most Beverly Hills accent <laughs> you can think of. We're not fit to play with them no more, guys. No more. <laughs> Cut the malarkey. Um, and then yeah, like he just went on about how Beyonce should have won and how Beck should have given his award to Beyonce and that he needs to respect artistry. But he just disrespected another artist. He's a people. passionate guy about his opinion. I, way back in the day when he interrupted uh, George Swift. Bush or Swift. Oh, yeah. Swift, Swift. Yeah. I, I, I totally agreed with that. Like he did it wrong. And he shouldn't have done it. But I agree with what he was thinking. Maybe not what was executed. And yeah. that goes back to how he doesn't execute his thoughts appropriately. Exactly. And my <laughs> thing is, don't get mad at the artist. Get mad at the committee. Tell us what that nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? And neither did Beck. So mm-hmm. he's getting mad at the wrong people. That's all I've said. Yeah. And then the final topic I wanted to talk about actually is. Um, a woman or an actress uh, by the name of Patricia Arquette. Now, she won an award, and basically she used her platform to spread awareness about uh, equality between men and women in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how women still aren't getting paid equally as men. So she made her speech about that, and everyone was just, you know, like cheering her on, hooting and hollering, and rightfully so, because it's still a thing that exists to this day. But then the statements that she made at, again, like Kanye, and after press party, it kind of didn't go over people's heads, but at the same time, it striked an ire towards people, black people specifically. She basically, she said, um, every, every male that loves a woman, everyone in the gay community and everyone of, uh, of every person of color should get behind this movement right now. Basically, that's what she said. So when she said that everyone just kind of like, just like (laughs) lost their minds, whatever. When I first read it, I was like, Hmm, like I know what she's saying, but it kind of came out wrong, and a lot of people misconstrued it, and a lot of people were under the impression that, hey, black people and colored people and and also gay people, we've helped you out a couple of times, trying to help us out. I think that's the way people read it, but I think what she was trying to say is that, you know, us as minorities in general... She meant injustice in general. Injustice in general, you know, we should help each other out. Like, just like how white people were helping out black people during the civil rights era Mm -hmm. or how, you know, um, heterosexual couples were helping out gay couples with the whole gay marriage movement. Mm -hmm. We should just help each other out, basically. I think that's what she was trying to get across. Yeah. What's your take on that? Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm all for equal rights, obviously. Mm -hmm. But with the whole women being paid less in the workforce, you can't ask to be paid more and then expect a man to pay for everything that you guys do. If I go on a date with a man, he's usually expected to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you're going to demand to be paid the same yes. as said man, yes. then split the bill. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. This is DM Cool. Thank you for, thank you for listening. It's all the Keep going, keep going, keep going. No, I said what I needed to say. I, it, women want men oh. to be gentlemen, and it can't be done if you know you're, you're making all this money, but you know you're not spending it on your men. And oh, talk to the people. Like, keep talking. Keep going. <laughs> I, I even need to get into the next segment. Keep going. Just <laughs> no. Oh my god! Like you, you hit the nail on the head right there. You hit the nail on the head right there. Like you can't. And I tell I have the conversation with, with, with my with my boys and some of my homegirls about this as well too. Like, if you if you don't you can't demand equality, but then you know only reap the benefits yeah, of equality. Like he's you gotta like, take it all in stride. Exactly. Like he has to stand up for you. He has to hold the door for you. He has to do this. But then you're asking for that's not equality. It's not equality. That's a juxtaposition of equality. Mm-hmm. That's that's something else. That's inequality. Yeah, and because I like the things that gentlemen do. Yes. I'm not gonna ask for you know, equal, I'm not say equal pay. I mean, fair pay. If yes. you're, if you're, if you're working hard and you feel like you deserve a raise, that's something you, you handle the situation as a situation, not as the gender as a whole. Exactly. And you can't use your gender as, as an, as an ex- exactly. As you, an excuse. You do a certain amount of work and you should be paid accordingly. Exactly. Um, if you feel like you're not getting paid deservingly, then mm-hmm. either quit or ask for a raise. There you go. And that's it. There you go. I'm going to leave it at that because you said the most realist statement of life after that. But anyways, um, I feel like it's time that we enjoy ourselves, you know, and seeing how this is the last week of Black History Month, um, I think it's time to get a little old school. Um, are you ready to get old school with us, Isis? I'm ready. Let's get old school. It's time what for a got? throwback Thursday. <laughs> That's right, people. Old school with it. Old school with it. Like I've been saying, you know, send me your suggestions for what old school record you want to hear on Cool Radio for a Throwback Thursday segment of the day. And uh, like I've been saying throughout the entire month of February, we are paying tribute to some of the black artists who paved the way for hip-hop and R&B artists of today's generation, all right? And I've been getting such good feedback about, like, all the old school records we've been playing. I mean, we've played ISD Brothers. We've played... Stevie Wonder. I've been getting so much good feedback that I'm going to continue this. So it's not just going to be the old school hip hop record from the 90s or R&B record from the 90s. We're going to throw some 80s and 70s records too, man, because we have some feel good records in in that department. And this one right here is nothing short of feel good. Now, this record right here, this record right here, this one came out in 1980 and it was off a very popular album called Off the Wall. You guys know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the man, the legend, the king of pop. I'm talking about Michael Jackson. Doesn't matter what skin color he was, he threw it down on the microphone, regardless of whoever you were. And he is probably, arguably, the greatest entertainer of all time. I'm just putting it out there. This track right here, whoo, this one speaks to my soul. This one is called Rock With You. And if you know this song, then please vibe out to it like we're about to do it in the commercial break. And when we get back, it is time for the coveted Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy Femi Lassing and man, me. It's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. It's an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest news. Hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout-out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Cool. 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 Yes, 
yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. You're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. The overtime edition, as I like to call it. Still in the building with my homegirl, Isis Alexis. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? You already <laughs> know. And before we get to our coveted segment, uh, I want to give two quick birthday shout-outs. First of all, shout-out to my homegirl, Sharina, celebrating her 26th birthday. We go back from time, G. You already know how it is. Happy birthday, homegirl. And shout-out to my man, my producer, Neil Tempest. Neil Twizzy celebrating his birthday as well, too. Happy birthday, big man. Keep celebrating. Keep on winning. You already know how we do. Now, it is time, ladies and gentlemen. Who will enter the shallow walls? Who will be the king of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. 50 drop on him real quick. Now, this week's Wankster of the Week. Oh, boy. Oh, man, this week's Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster of the Week, it usually goes to a rapper, a singer, maybe an athlete of some sort. But every now and again, we like to step out of bounds, beyond those boundaries, and give it to somebody who's well-deserving of it. And who better than fashion police personality, Juliana Ranchich. All right? Now, her last name should be changed to Rancid because that's exactly how nasty her comments were uh, to this particular person. Now, Rancid is getting the wankster this week because of comments that she made in regards to actress slash singer Zen uh, dreadlocks to the red carpet of the Oscars this past Sunday. And may I add, she looks very stunning and beautiful in those dreads. I actually never seen dreads look so beautiful before, actually. But nonetheless, uh, she also her hairdresser. Uh, nonetheless, comments were made. Um, and usually when it comes to fashion police, they like to, to roast or crown or annoy to people who have great choice in fashion or bad choice in fashion, but this one went a little too far. Now, I'm all for one for joking around and enjoying a good roast. You already know how I do, but there's levels to this, as Meek Mill would say, all right? There's levels to this. Um, And it's funny that a lot of people were freaking out about what Patricia Arquette said about the equality speech and and how gays and people of ethnic diversity should go behind women or get behind women in in that speech. And me personally, I found people were throwing that a little overboard. But this right here, nah. People have a right to be angry about this one. I'll I'll look in the camera right now and say that. Um, So basically, she said, and I quote, about Zendaya's dreadlocks and just overall how she looked in the dreadlocks. And rightfully, she made uh, about uh, about Zendaya because there is a historical context when it comes to artists from the perming their hair so that they can mold it and shape and style it like their white counterparts so that they can be accepted into their respective communities. Now, obviously, she did not know the historical context of that, but nonetheless, she is not getting a pass from me or anyone else in that regard. So Zendaya took the classic or the the classy approach and decided to school her on certain uh, figures, public figures in particular, uh, who stem from doctors, lawyers, activists, judges, actors, actresses, musicians, who have sported dreadlocks in their respective fields and still have respect in their respective fields because of the fact of what they do and not because of what style they chose to put their hair in. And she's basically put it into place. I would read the speech, but it's a very lengthy speech nonetheless. So Rancid uh, went on, not the attack, but she went on the offensive and decided to apologize live on air for her actions. But nonetheless, your actions were, were ignorant to say the least. And to say it in all months, 
of February. Like, come on. Like, someone should have told you, your PR agent, your weed handler, whoever it was, your Botox agent, because it looks like your lips are stretched out, like Heath Ledger from The Joker and Batman Dark Knight. Um, someone should have told you to keep it shut. But, hey, that's not my business, right? Sips tea. Um, so, with that being said, Rancid, you are gaining the wankster of the week. I have no further words. And even though we are in February right now, I must say that you are in the running for the coveted wankster of the year. So keep up the bigotry, keep up the coonery, and most importantly, keep that KKK hoodie that you have in your closet primped and pressed up. And I'm sure I saw your foolish ass taking out of the dry cleaners the other day in Alabama. Um, do you deserve this wankster? Of course you deserve this wankster. So, with that being said, 50, I think you should drop it on them one more time. Isis, your yes. take on this. I don't think I need to speak my opinion because I think everyone's opinion is the same on this. Uh-huh. It's okay to, you know, rip on people and tease yeah. them a little bit, but don't go racist on them. Yeah. <laughs> and she's an 18-year-old actress, and she's a sweet girl, and she looked beautiful. She looked classy. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you said... If, if she said that about, like, Little John, for example, I could somewhat give it a pass because, like, Little John, like, he does smoke, like, 10 bags of weed every day. So you can get somewhat of a pass on that. But, like, just to make a, a general blank statement like that just because she's sporting dreadlocks. And I understand sometimes people say something, it slips out. But apparently, um, I read up on this. She did, th- I think they did three takes on this. And she said the same thing mm. three times. So she had, a t- like, some chance to redeem herself. Wow. And I- <laughs> Wow. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, no, it's disgusting, and it's so uncalled for. And You're telling me she had three takes for a game I heard something like that. Like, the, uh, Kelly Osbourne was like, girl, you sure you want to say that? She's a friend of the show. I w- the, yeah, yeah. She had a chance to wiggle her way out of it, and she so decided she had, not to. She had a chance to wiggle her way out of it, yet she decided to take the Jim Crow approach and decided to continue on with mm-hmm. it. Even though someone said in her ear, hey, you shouldn't be saying that. But hey, yeah. once again, that's <laughs> none of our business. Again, Put the peakers up your tea. Nonetheless, she's going as one of the worst wanksters of the year, most definitely. And I have no problem with anointing her with that, with that um, prestigious award, so to speak. But anyways, let's move on from that. It's, it's almost kind of funny, actually. And I'm just kind of noticing this right now. As we uh, close off Black History Month... Most of the stories this week have involved, you know, controversies that kind of involve the black community, whether we wanted to be a part of it or not. So uh, it's a little ironic in that sense. But anyways, let's move away from the negative. Let's go to the positive. ISIS, uh, what do you have coming up, um, respective fields? Um, well, right now I'm just working on something else. I'm doing a little tour. I'm not going to get into the details of that. But I am back in about a month. And if you follow me on Instagram, you can hear a lot of my music. I'm going to be dropping it soon. Excellent. Very Excellent. soon, very soon. There we go, there we go. So do we have an EP coming up or an album? Like, I'm going to be dropping singles. Okay. I might turn it into a mixtape. Okay. I kind of just play by ear, mm-hmm. see how it goes. Are you going to break the internet like Drake did if you're reading this is too late kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't break the internet. <laughs> oh, he didn't man. break the internet. He, he broke a lot of people's penmanship, I'll, I'll say that much, though. Or, or and, their sense and that of... was supposed to be a mixtape, right? But mixtapes are free. and You know what? What was it? I... I don't even know at this point. I think it's just a way for him to get out of his deal with Cash Money because apparently it was a four-album deal. And because he put it on iTunes with all the original material on it, technically speaking, it is an album. Um, So I'll take it as that, but I'm not going to pin it as 
part of his discography, if you know what I mean, because I know what you mean. It's a lot of the tracks I felt were very uninspired. It's just like, hey, let me. I have this throwaway track from like this year, let's yeah. put that on there, whatever. And it was a strategic move. I'm not blaming him for it, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, views from the six better be a debatable classic. I'm just saying because me personally, and I have nothing against him. I like him. He's one of my top five, and not one of them has been in the discussion of classic. I mean, this is almost like LeBron James playing for the Cavaliers all of his all of his career and not having that ring. And it's like, bro, where's your ring? You're the chosen one. So to Drake in that same category, I want to see the guy do well, especially him being from Toronto, what mm-hmm. have you. So the ball's in this corner. Man. I'm just hoping he uh, puts up at the last shot and uh, gets it to go in. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, is there any other announcements that you got? Where can people follow you, actually? Plug in time. Plug in. Plug in, plug in. You know, basically, you know, just follow me on Instagram. It's Isis Alexis. Um, I-S-Y-S-A-L-E-X-I-S. Um, my website's on there, too. Mm-hmm. If you want to contact me, do some tracks. It's all in there. And that's yeah. what's up. Uh, Isis, I want to thank you for coming to the show. My pleasure. You are welcome to come through anytime. <laughs> call, uh, call me up, hit me up on, and just hit me up in general, and we'll work something out. Keep in touch. Keep in exactly. touch. Exactly. <laughs> Tell your people to call my people. <laughs> Shout out to Nathan. <laughs> but um, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that is our time for tonight. 